for entrepreneurs and small business owners. There are no shortage of complex business challenges that require innovative problem solving. And among them, growing your small business, no matter its size or success, often presents unique challenges and unintended consequences. Insidium Podcast with host Renee Walker provides actionable small business growth, branding, marketing, and client development strategies. Delivered through a mix of influencer and thought leader interviews and inspirational stories designed to educate, engage, and empower. Hey, everybody. This is Renee Walker. Thank you for joining us as we have another information-packed episode for you. We are joined by Jocelyn Davis, President and Chief Strategist of Jade Strategies Incorporated. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Jocelyn to Incitium. Jocelyn is a highly sought-after speaker and trainer who brings more than 25 years of proven experience in organizational change strategy and leadership coaching in the public, private, and nonprofit sectors. Today, Jocelyn will share her business protocol insights to help you excel in your business or career. I am delighted to welcome Jocelyn Davis, who is the President and Chief Strategist for Jade Strategies with us today. She is a phenomenal person, a great business owner, and she helps other business owners understand business protocol, which is what we're going to be discussing today. Jocelyn, welcome to Insidium. Thank you so much, Renee. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I am super excited that you're joining us today. I have learned so much from you, and it's just a pleasure to know you and to be in the trenches with you as we try to both grow our businesses. So Let me tell you, the pleasure is mine as well. You are just wonderful at what you do. I talk about you all the time. Oh, thank you. Same here. <laughs> the Mutual Admiration Society is full effect. Okay, so let's get into it. So the one thing I'd like to start with is... Um, What exactly is business protocol and why is it important for business owners to pay attention to it? Well, uh, great question. Business protocol has many names and um, most most recently people have been calling it business etiquette. Business protocol is a sort of an old, old phrase for it, but it's business etiquette. And that really is like social etiquette, but it's been um, really uh, tailored around business and professional life. And that's really what it is. So business etiquette is the civility, it's the image, it's your behavior, it's protocols around how to do business in the most effective and efficient way. It's interpersonal relationships, it's how to network, it's all of that. That's really what business protocols is all about. Fantastic. So could you give us an example of what um, or how business owners can most effectively use uh, business etiquette Certainly. So business etiquette has its basis in emotional intelligence. And that's a big buzzword people have been talking about for a couple of decades now. Um, But it really is the foundation of business etiquette. And emotional intelligence is actually has many, many forms or many names. People refer to it sometimes as good people skills or uh, refer to it as common sense. Sometimes it's just that easy. But it's about awareness, the awareness of yourself and others, how to connect with them. And it's almost Um, an intuitive sort of characteristic that a leader will have when they are said to be emotionally intelligent. That is the basis of proper etiquette or business protocols. Um, 
you asked me if uh, to give you some tips on that. Is that what your question was? Well, okay. So, yeah. So let's get to the tips in a second. I want to uh, do a little bit deeper dive because I just think this is so uh, crucially important. Certainly, uh, after having been a chief of protocol for a mayor uh, here in Michigan, I know that you can not necessarily lose a deal, but you can certainly make things more challenging if you're not um, appropriately uh, addressing cultural sensitivities or whatever not. But in your, um, when you're working with a business owner, how do you help them understand A, the value, and B, um, I always hear in my side of the business that, you know, I'm an introvert, I'm not good with people, I blah, 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 blah. So how can you kind of help uh, the audience get around those kinds of issues and really um, put their best face forward? Okay, Renee, and I'm going to concentrate on the introversion, extroversion comment you just made because I hear that a lot. And I want people to understand what that means. Introversion and extroversion really aren't about your ability to, to present yourself. They're not, it's not about what you do actually when you're in the face of um, other, you know, or an opportunity to speak or opportunity to meet other people. It's really about where you get your energy from, where you're re-energized. So for instance, I actually do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of workshops and training. I'm in front of people all the time and I can do that just fine. I'm actually, I consider myself a pretty good speaker. However, it drains me that I'm an introvert. So what that means is I give it all, I kind of leave it all on the stage, right? And that's what a lot of our business owners who say they're introverted, that's what they mean. They get out there and leave it all on the stage. And when it's over, they need to re-energize. Extroverts are just the opposite, Renee. This is where they will, you know, they can get out there and do their thing. But if they are cooped up too long in their homes or in an office and they're not able to get around other people, it drains them of energy. Actually, in my house, personally, I'm, I'm an introvert. My husband's an introvert. My mother is an extrovert. If she's in the house too long, she has to get out and see people. If I'm out with a lot of people, I have to get in. So it's important to understand that that does not have anything to do with your ability to be a good leader, nor does it have anything to do with your ability to be uh, great at presenting yourself if you're an introvert or if you're an extrovert. Um, neither one. It's just about where you re-energize. Re that's really what that's about. That's, uh, I've never actually heard it put that way. So I think that was very helpful, certainly for me being an introvert myself. Mm. And you're absolutely right. I go out, I do what I need to do, but then I really do need the quiet time to recharge. So I get that 100%. So in your work with business owners, what are some of the most often um, and avoidable missteps or faux pas they make with respect to business etiquette? Well, I, I, um, I've been thinking about this a lot, and because I do this workshop very often, I usually talk about what to do, but it is very valuable, Renee, for us to talk about what not to do, so I'm going to try to do that. The first thing I'd say is there is a quote by Dr. Maya Angelou, which I always start out with when I, I'm training on business etiquette, and that is that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And this is, this is a great quote because what it's saying is that all of us have had this experience before where we might see someone walk into a room and we think, oh my goodness, there he is or there she is. It's great to see them. You don't necessarily know what it is they've said to you last or what they've done, but you have a good feeling about them. The same is true on the opposite end of the spectrum where someone walks in and you think, gee, I don't really want to see this person. And you don't know why. It's because that feeling lingers and, that, and because of your application of emotional intelligence, that will either deepen or wash away the footprint you intend to leave behind. That's how I like to describe emotional intelligence. So some of the things I'd like to guard against are this or give this advice. 
Um, one is, first of all, don't forget that. Be aware that it's about the feeling that you're creating when you're around someone else, especially in a business situation. Um, how you've approached them, the conversation you've had, the body language that you use, all of that is important when you are actually trying to close a deal or in your profession, keep clients, um, uh, maintain clients or get new clients. It's all the same. Even if you are not a business owner and you are working for others, the same rules still apply. This is how when you apply emotional intelligence in the most effective and efficient way, this is the way you also will get those leadership roles. This is the way that you are promoted. This is the way that you are you know, looked at as a leader in your organization. So I'd say uh, the second one is to really be aware that it is emotional intelligence that we're talking about here when we talk about business etiquette, Renee. Mm -hmm. um, it's, that's, that's the basis. Third is personal brand. And I know you're an expert at this. Um, personal brand is the other thing. This is cultivating your leadership brand, your leadership image. And I actually talk about that in terms of four different areas when I'm discussing it. It's about appearance. It is about your voice. It is about body language. And it is also about the way that you are connecting with others um, in your approach. So when I speak to people about body language, I'm talking about your clothing. I'm talking about your grooming. And you're actually building an image for others so they know what to expect. And consistency is so important when it comes to that. What is it that you want other people to see when they look at you? And, you know, I've actually had some clients in the past when I do one-on-one -on -one coaching say to me, you know, I, I like to be an individual. I want to be real. You know, I don't really want to be, you know, held to this, this image. And I say, that's fine. But maybe that's part of your brand is that you are different every time. You have to decide what it is that you'd like to be remembered for, right? In voice, I talk about tone and about pace, tone and pace. Um, there are lots of articles out there and there's some studies that have been done about um, the most effective way to communicate with someone where you might mirror them. You know, for instance, if you're negotiating a deal, sometimes they talk about if you're over lunch, for instance, and you're uh, talking, if the person puts their hands in their lap, you would put your hands in your lap. Let's just talk about why that's even a conversation and why that would even be a piece of advice. All you're trying to do is make sure that you are being civil and you are trying to be as non-distracting as possible. That's really all it is so that you can focus on the business and on the interaction and on sharing uh, information and closing the deal if that's what you're trying to do. The other one, though, is approach. I like to have several exercises, Renee, I do on approach, which are about handshake and they're about eye contact. And it's about how you present yourself. All of that is very important because it's part of your brand. Right? It's part of how people will remember you, right? And finally, body language, which I think people are less uh, thinking about. They think about that the least. Um, you know, how are you approaching people? I like to do this exercise, Renee, where <clears throat> I'll have the um, person who's training sit in a chair and I walk up to them and I get very, very close to them and they kind of reel a little bit. Oh, and I say, right, I say to them, that's because you don't know what I've come to do. What you want to do when you go to shake a hand is always extend your hand at least three or four feet away from them as you're walking toward them with your palm a little bit up so they know you're coming to shake hands. This, you know, we'll call, they won't think, you know, what is this person coming to do? They'll know you're shaking hands. But it's little tips like that about body language. And there's a little bit of social etiquette that's thrown in there as well, Renee, where we talk about um, just the, the common social etiquette things that you do, like how to sit down, how to take off a coat, how to get into a car. All of these things are done because you're trying to be as not distracting. You don't want to be as you, know, you want to be as least distracting as possible so you can focus on the business at hand. Absolutely. So that would be that tip. 
Wow. So um, going back to the attire, uh, obviously that's something that we spend a lot in, in my uh, practice. We spend a lot of time working with clients on because I don't think people really understand the old adage that our mothers gave us and passed on to us and their mothers before them and whatnot is that you dress for the position you want, not the one that you have. And That's even right. if there is a more relaxed culture within your company, there's mm -hmm. still a way to dress like a leader as opposed yes. to just showing up and being among the, your colleagues and your peers. And right. so I think that that's always really important to remind individuals and those to the to your point who say, well, I want to be an individual. Authenticity as it comes to as it relates to your brand mm -hmm. is very important. But sure. you also have to recognize that you're working within an environment. So you might need to look at if you're feeling a bit trapped and not able to fully be authentic, then right. you might not be in the proper environment and you ultimately will not easily find promotions and satisfaction if that's what you want for your career. That's so true. Fantastic. So business owners, um, oftentimes, I think, also don't fully appreciate how much um, it, uh, they feel like it's a lot of work to know these things and to employ these things in their day-to-day -day routines. Can mm -hmm. you speak a little bit about, you know, what um, an average client that you've worked with, kind of what their experience has been with that? Sure. So I have um, expanded my business just in recent years here to one-on-one -on -one coaching. When I started out in this business, I did, I was hired by an organization to come in and do some training. So that would be, I work with nonprofits, I work with for-profit organizations, mid-size and large companies, and I work with municipalities. I have several clients who are um, either counties, townships, cities, or city ag agencies, municipal agencies. And I would go in and just do a workshop. For instance, I have one coming up here where I'm working with a municipality and I'll be doing personal brand with the entire recreation uh, and parks uh, department of a, of a township. Um, but here's the, here's the thing that makes this um, really, really good with a one-on-one -on -one situation. Um, group is nice because in my training, I usually have small group activities, large group activities, some individual assessments. There are things that you can do and you can share with other people. And most of the time you will find that someone else is having the same challenge that you are or has the same question, which is great. On one-on-one, -on -one, which is what I usually do with leaders, with leadership, this is CEOs, executive directors, and the like, I usually work with them one-on-one -on -one so I can hear exactly what their challenges are. Sometimes it goes way beyond just what do I do, you know, which fork do I use first, you know, when I'm dining, or, you know, how do I follow up uh, in, when I network? It goes a little bit more be uh, beyond that because they will do a personal strategy with me to talk about what it actually is their vision for their own profession. And there we can work a plan to say, okay, here's how we're going to get to the next step and the next step. Uh, always keeping in mind that business protocols in, in building brand are first and foremost in that um, that strategy and that vision for their, their professional lives. So I guess uh, what I would say is not for, for those who are interested in becoming more adept at this, at business etiquette, at business protocols, not to be afraid of it. That's number one. Uh, not to think, okay, this is your old fashioned, you know, your grandmother's conversation about which fork to use, but to understand that there are great benefits for you in this. This is how you do um, get to financial gain and to leadership positions and to, you know, getting those clients and keeping those clients and to getting into leadership roles and organizations that you're in affiliated with because you have created a personal brand, you have applied emotional intelligence, and you are aware of how important that is to you know, to being a great leader. Oh, fantastic. So 
Let me ask this then. So what are your three best um, actionable tips that can be immediately implemented for greater success? Okay, so I would say that the first one is cultivating leadership skills in general. That's that's going to be, so before you even talk about business etiquette, um, a great question to ask is always, what makes a great leader? And I, I actually always look, look at this in my workshops, what makes a great leader? And so it becomes more than just, oh, okay, it's my body language, it's how I speak, it's all of that. What are those things? It's about teamwork. It's about being able to spot other leaders uh, or emerging leaders in your group and to groom them. It's about all of that. You know, um, it's about making sure that you have folks on your team who are um, you may know a little bit about something, but you want people who are experts, you know, on your on your team. And all of that is important before you can even get to now, how do I handle myself? You know, how do I handle myself? Figure out what those characteristics are, and then you can work towards those and incorporate that into your training around business etiquette. So I would say that's number one is try to focus on um, developing, cultivating great leadership skills. Okay. That's number one. Number two, as I spoke of to before, perfect your personal brand. That is, that's a huge, huge one. Perfect your personal brand. So it's one thing, and this is, this is your area of expertise, Renee, and that is, you know, brand in general. So we're talking about branding personally. We're talking about branding professionally. We're talking about branding your business. We're talking about all of that. I'm speaking more specifically about the personal brand and making sure that you know what it is you'd like to, you know, have other people think about you when, when you walk away. What are those footprints that you'd like to leave behind? And then number three, research, research, research. I didn't talk about this uh, earlier when I was going to mention my um, things to do to avoid, you know, uh, trouble when you're, you're trying to perfect your business etiquette skills. But one of them is um, making sure that you are um, researching before you walk into a situation. You mentioned earlier, Renee, about different cultures and being prepared for that. That actually is the, uh, the number one thing I hear all the time is, well, I had a business meeting and it was with an ethnic culture that I was not familiar with and I didn't know what to do. There's no excuse for that. We have Google. <laughs> we have Google. We have all kinds of search engines where we can actually do a little bit of research um, and figure out how to handle the situation. In fact, um, in my workshops, we actually talk about several different types of situations you walk into um, that are not necessarily about ethnic cultural differences, but just business cultural differences. There's a big difference between walking into a municipality and walking into a nonprofit. There's a big difference between walking into an automotive industry, you know, a client and walking into, say, healthcare. There's going to be a different culture that you're walking into. The way that these workshops work, we deal with all of them. We talk about, well, you know, here are the, the factors that you have to be aware of here when you're dealing with someone in healthcare, you know, how your conversation might go. We talk about language. We talk about detrimental speech. You know, we talk about a lot of different things. So I think those would be the three. So cultivating leadership skills, one. Number two, making sure that you are perfecting your personal brand. And number three, researching before you walk into any business situation. Well, that's obviously very wise and sage advice. So let's uh, kind of dig into when you were giving us the information with respect to research, you mm -hmm. mentioned um, different cultures based upon industry uh, or sector. So could you give like an example of maybe a municipality versus an industry? Sure. Um, municipality is... It's very interesting. So that's going to be more of your, your business culture where you're going to see suit and tie and that sort of thing. Unless uh, you are, you also have to do sort of a, a sub research there too on the actual municipality you're working with. Good example. Now I used to do a lot of work with Oak Park. The city of Oak Park is very professional at the, uh, at the 
office level. So we're talking at the administrative offices, but the people are very casual. So when I was working with that uh, municipality on customer service, I did some customer service tra uh, training for them, and all of the members of the administration actually came to this, this two-day training. Um, we talked about how you know, at the business level, you're very, very, you know, put together, and especially if you're going to do any work with the county or something like that. But when you're dealing with the with the residents who are very casual, you sometimes have to drop that very business-like, you know, approach to them and actually talk to them like people. Because if you don't, they're turned off. So you know, you have to think about the audience that you're working with. The other way I'd explain that is when you're working with a municipality who might be all buttoned up and you have some work to do in a in a um, automotive plant. That's a different culture as well. You know, I uh, actually have worked with a client who is a banker. And um, when he works with uh, large companies and he's talking to the CEO, that's one thing. But when he works with clients who are owners of manufacturing businesses, when he goes, he doesn't wear a suit and tie. You know, he'll wear a shirt. He'll wear casual pants because he'll, he wants to connect. The whole point is to connect with the person that you're, you're, you're talking to, with the people you're talking to. And sometimes people might feel a little put off by the fact that he's suited up. And it might be a little bit threatening. So I've talked to him about different ways to, um, you know, to dress and to, you know, put himself together before those meetings. Fantastic. Okay. So do you have any final takeaways you'd like to share with us um, with respect to business etiquette? I do. Um, I would say um, I do a lot of work with dining um, etiquette when I go. I, I just did one for a major um, automotive supplier in Auburn Hills where we spent 90 minutes uh, looking at emotional intelligence and interpersonal relationships and then another 30 minutes and I walk them through an entire dining experience, which is one of my favorite ways to actually do this. And um, what I told them, and I always say this to clients towards the end of the training is business etiquette is a tool that you are to use so that you are, of course, not creating any kind of distraction and you're keeping your mind on business, keeping the conversation on business, but it is not to be lauded over other people. You don't learn the rules of etiquette so that you can make others feel bad about not knowing what they don't know. Oh That's my not gosh. purpose. That is awesome because yeah. I have been, and I can't tell you how many functions where individuals have done that exact thing and completely changed the energy at that particular table as a result right. of it. It's about civility, Renee. That's, that's what etiquette is all about. If that's another word for etiquette is civility. So it's never supposed to be used that way. You should always be gracious, always be gracious. It's only, it's a tool for you to leave the right footprints behind, right? To be non-distracting and you can be a model for other people who are watching you, but you should never make anyone feel bad about not knowing what they don't know. Never. Absolutely. I know. And when I'm in those situations, I usually don't, make any comments until someone is confused about whether which one you know which plate has their bread or which drink is theirs mm -hmm. um, at that point then i usually just very quietly tell them you know b is bread that's left drink right. d that's right and right. there you go and for that they say oh my god i'll never forget that again right, right. so but it's always done based on what someone is asking and right. then I usually, you know, try and say, oh, you know, I haven't been able to figure this out for years. So I met somebody and this is what they told me and I've not been wrong since. And that be, usually can't. works. <laughs> right. You can't go wrong being humble about it. That's a, that's a good example. I, I, I often tell this one there. People get confused when they're sitting at a, pl a place, especially a round table where they're they're at an event. And they've gotten fancy and they've taken the napkins and put them in a glass, you know, <laughs> and then they've got the bread plate over. There's just, you know, a lot going on. And I have seen 
many, many times people take the wrong napkin, right? You mentioned the B and D, that's my trick. But if you put your hands up and you put a lowercase B and a lowercase D, do that under the table while no one's looking. The B is for bread, that's your bread plate. The D is for drinking glass, those are your drinking glasses. Everyone doesn't know that. And if they take your napkin, you don't say, hey, you took my napkin. You know, you very quietly get the attention of the wait staff and you whisper, you know, would you mind bringing me another napkin? The other thing you don't do is you don't say they took my napkin, so I'll take this person's napkin, right? <laughs> don't do that either, right? So you just carefully ask so that you're not embarrassing them. That's what you do. That way you haven't caused a problem where they're now embarrassed and so the conversation is awkward. And and these are the best ways to think of it. Just be civil. Be civil and gracious. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Well, I would love to, if you wouldn't mind, Renee, I have something free for your viewers. Um, I have a download I'd like to share with them on business etiquette. It's actually called Business Etiquette Closing the Deal. And it's a one-page handout with some tips on it that are um, basically a summary of what we've talked about here today and perhaps a few other things as well. And I'd like to provide that to you to offer to your to your viewers, if you wouldn't mind. I would love that. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I've learned just talking with you for this amount of time today. You're Thank awesome. You. And I really appreciate you joining us today on Insightium. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for joining me for today's Insightium podcast episode. I hope you found today's podcast informative, insightful, or inspirational. Visit Insightium.com, the hub for small business growth strategies, for additional resources. And be sure to join us next time for another Insightium podcast to help you grow your small business. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, or your favorite mobile app. You can also follow me on Twitter at RWSpeaks. And sign up at Insidium.com and be the first to receive exclusive information, tips, and tools. All links are in the show notes. Until next time, be bold, aim high, and play hard.